I want, open your Bibles real quick to Psalm 103. You know, when, as Carol was ministering to Glenn, and we were all part of just a, a ministry there, and you all were too. That's when the Lord dropped in my heart that the devil has hit his, can almost convinced Glenn that this would be his condition for the rest of his life. Now, Paul addresses those things. He calls them strongholds, strongholds of the mind that becomes a prison. And the devil creates, the, the devil tries to, first of all, he, the Bible says he hits our mind like a fiery dart, like an arrow. But God has given the church, his people, armor. Amen? He's given us armor. He shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He's given us a girdle of truth. He's given us a breastplate of his righteousness. It's not ours. It's his. Amen? He's given us a shield of faith, whereby that shield of faith extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. Now, fiery dart is an arrow that's on flame to bring destruction. Amen? So, uh, he put, gives us and he, he equips us with a helmet of salvation. I want to just say this. It's not just like a helmet you put on and it's done. That helmet is framed out and it's shaped by the words you and I speak. That's how that helmet accomplishes its goal and protection of our mind. It's by saying what the Word of God says. Amen? Meditating on the Word and saying it over and over and over. Hallelujah. There shouldn't be a greater delight in any of our lives than to quote what the Word of God has said because we're His kids. Amen? Amen. Psalm 103, look at verse 1 with me quick. And this is not the message. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Now that word blessed is not just a suggestion. It's like, Lord, I bless you with all my soul. Hallelujah. You are good. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Go to the New King James, Josh. Please. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. In other words, mind, mind, don't you forget one of God's benefits. Come on now. You need to be more stern with ourselves. Amen? We need to be more stern. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul says this. He says in 1 Corinthians 2, he concludes that chapter with, you have the mind of Christ. Who has known the mind of the, or the mind of the Lord that he should instruct them? But you have the mind of Christ. How, to what measure do you and I have the mind of Christ? To the measure of the truth of God that we have in us. Amen. Hallelujah. So, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Who for, we love this one. Go there. Where are you at, Joshua? No, okay. Thank you very much. No, back to, um, okay. Thank you for going there. Psalm 103, bud. Verse 3. Boy, he's good. There you go. Say this with me. Let's say it in unison. Who forgives all your iniquities who heals some of your diseases. Now, is MS a disease? Is sciatic problem a, a disease of the nerve because of an impinged 
uh, you know, disc or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. yeah, the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. So he heals all our diseases. Next verse, please. Hallelujah. This is fun. Who redeems, let's say it together. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. Like, leave that verse there. So how does God satisfy our mouth? With the truth of his heart. The truth of his word. That's how my mouth is satisfied. Amen. Right away, I start thinking of cheesecake. I mean, you know, you know, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Well, cheesecake is really good. Amen. But that's not what he's saying. He's saying with this, these, these scriptures right here. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, that's not just a suggestion. It's absolutely David, by the Holy Ghost, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, having a resolve. Listen, David made big mistakes. We all know he made big mistakes in life. Amen? Amen. But yet, he was the apple of God's eye. Why? Because his major, 98% of his life was so focused on loving his God and praising him. Amen? He took control. He took command of his soul. He said this, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. Hallelujah. Next verse. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. So when sickness oppresses us and comes a knocking on our door, the Lord God Almighty executes righteousness and justice on your behalf. How does he do it? By you having a resolve to say, God, by your stripe, I am healed. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue raised up against me is condemned already in judgment. By how? Who and by how? By the Lord God Almighty, by the cross and resurrection and victory of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, the certificate. Paul goes on. Paul goes on and says, a certificate of death that was hostile against us was nailed to, on him to the tree. So your bill at a restaurant, if you go out with a big family and all of a sudden they print that bad boy off and you're looking at the foods, the beverages, the appetizers and all that stuff's on there and bottom line is like, whoa. And then they want 18, 19, 20% tip or more. Amen. You started doing the math and it's like, whoa, that's a big list. Think of every sin that you possibly could have committed. And listen, God knows, the, uh, God knows every sin that you and I would commit while we're on this earth. As sinners and as saints. And it was all on this certificate of debt that was nailed to Jesus Christ. As they take your bill and you pay your bill and they put it on that point. That word, that point, that, you know what I'm talking about, that thing at the, at the counter there? It's like a, a what? A spindle, whatever. Amen. But the Greek word is staris. Paid in full. They don't put it on there until you paid in full. Amen? And then you're free. Say free. I'm free. I'm free to leave the place. Hallelujah. Because the debt's been paid. So every sin that you and I have ever committed, 
committing or will commit was on that certificate of debt that was nailed to Jesus Christ. You and I just have to be brutally honest and say, you know what? I've sinned. Lord Jesus, please forgive me for this sin. Amen. Our faith is not to be sinners. Our faith is to be the saints that he has created us to be. Hallelujah. So sickness and disease is in the earth as a result of the curse. It may afflict us. It could come through genetics. It could come through a satanic spirit, a familiar spirit. Either or, it don't matter. Hallelujah. I mean, it has to be discerned. But nonetheless, the word of God in our mouth, Brother Hagin said this. He said, oh, I love the gifts of the Holy Spirit when they're moving and people are getting delivered, healed, receiving miracles, being set free. But he said, oh, but there's nothing like the word of God when that dwells richly in your heart and all wisdom. And you speak that word over and over yourself and others. Hallelujah. Why? Isaiah. God said, so shall my word be. He didn't say throw the dice and hope it works. He said, so shall my word be. That's Papa. Say Papa God. God. Yeah. It is will not return to me void, but it will accomplish the thing to which I have sent it. And now that word that's in you accomplishes the same thing because Jesus is working with us to back his word up. That makes me want to dance a little bit and shout. Well, glory. Ha! So, Glenn, by his stripe you are healed. And according to 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripe you were healed. It's already accomplished. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, listen. I'll tell you what. That's, we got to get tough. We have to get. We need to be warriors in the kingdom. Lovers of God, but warriors against the, the, the things of the enemy. And the things of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to be bold as lions and gentle as doves. But I tell you what. When it's time for the lion come out. Let him out. Don't you be no pussycat. You get the roar in your. There's a thing on video. There's a video on Facebook. And literally this huge alligator or crocodile. Whatever it was. Coming up out of the water. And there was a lioness there. And pop. then the lion. The male comes over. Gets right in the face of that alligator. Roar! You may think you're a king alligator, but I've got something from God. I'm the king of the jungle. Get in your place. Man, I'm a spitting now. Get in your place, you creepy critter. And that lion is roaring. I mean, just put. Roar! You want some of this? Come on out of that water. He even goes up to the water and starts going after the alligator. And the alligator, he concedes. And the devil does the same kind of thing in our lives. He comes and wants parts of us. He wants to eat your lunch. He wants to eat your leg. He wants to take you out. But you got to have, I'm gentle as a dove, but you better believe the lion of Judah lives in me too. The lamb lives in us and the lion lives in us. There's a time for the lamb, and there's a time for the lion. So stop taking the devil's crap. Well, glory to God. You know, I put something on Facebook recently. There was a post. We're just going with the Holy Ghost. 
there was a post that was on there, and this guy, Ben Shapiro, or whatever it was, he was in this forum taking a stand, a righteous stand against transgenderism and abortion. And I looked at this, and I watched it, and I thought how this girl was so persistent and insistent, this woman insistent that she was a man, you know, that she could be a boy or a man. And the engagement of that thing, I thought, you know what? I have to comment. I can't just look at this. A minister posted it, and I looked at it, and I said, I have to post something here. And on that post, I said, I cannot sit idly by anymore and watch this stuff being out here and nobody responding. Not even Christians. Everybody gets silent because we're afraid we have to be politically correct. And nowhere in the Bible does it say be politically correct. It says be godly and fear the Lord. Stand on his statutes, his commandments. His government is supreme over anything on this earth. So you and I are of a different kingdom than the United States of America. United States of America is a place of habitat, but the kingdom of God lives in us. And the king of kings and lord of lords. Hallelujah. That was a good time to, yeah, man. Listen, it's the truth. Yeah, we'll dismiss the kids. Praise God. Are you guys teaching? Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Now listen, everybody in this room has, has different issue or issues. And there are things that the devil has been working out. And Glenn, I'm so grateful you responded. Because through that ministry to you, God was bringing this out. The devil's convincing people that your condition and your circumstances are it for the rest of your life on this planet. And he's been barraging you over and over and over. And you get weak at times. Sometimes you get weak. You may have stood, against, stood on the word of God and resisted the devil. The Bible says in James, submit to God, resist the devil. And, you know, and he's going to hang around or he'll give you a hard time. It says he will flee. He will flee. Now, I want to say something to you. If you don't sense the peace and the love of God and the presence of God, the deliverance of God, you keep that word in your heart and in your mouth. You just resist that devil until he's got enough sense to flee. And he may not flee just after the first time. You stand on the word. You get the lion of the tribe of Judah in your mouth Amen. and in your heart. And you speak the word of God. Amen. We've become tolerant. We've become indifferent. We've lost our sensitivity. To right and wrong. To good and evil. Amen. And we begin to just feel like, well, this is, is this. This is what, this is my lot. You know, not, Paul said this. He said, well, the Bible says this. You and I need to make a choice of how we're going to suffer on this earth. Suffering's in the earth. Jesus said in John 16, in the world you'll have tribulation, but in me you'll have peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that can be tribulation all around. Even tribulation in your life. But even in the midst of tribulation, distress, anguish, and these types of things. Read the book. It's in the Bible. You can't confess them things away. Jesus said, you're going to have it in life. But, say but. But. In me, you will have peace. In who? The Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Word's my portion. The Word can't fail. 
So if there's failure and there's things not happening in our life, don't just keep on going on like a donkey but with a carrot in front of it. Bless God, I got to go wherever this carrot goes. Bless God. No. Joshua 24, 15D. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Done deal. So stand up, soldiers of God. I don't see a whip. Well, pray, thank you for your obedience. Don't be a whip. You are not what the devil has told you. You are everything God has spoken in his word about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's your, praise God. Let's give him praise. Lord, thank you for your word, for the anointing, for the presence. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You may be seated. <laughs> I love those verses in Psalm 103. They should be part of the meditation of our heart. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Get it back in your heart. Get it back in your mouth. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not his benefits. You know, you ought to put this verse on your mirror where you do your hair or you spend the most of the time in front of a mirror. And say it while you're doing it. Or whatever you're doing. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And don't just read it. Do it. Ah, bless you, Father. Glory to God. Bless you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You're my God. You're my source. You're my strength. You're my shield. You're my tower. Hallelujah. You're the beginning and the end. You're the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. You're my shepherd and my bishop. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Think about it. Going out into your day, meditating and literally speaking the word of God over your life. Who forgives all my sins, who heals all my diseases. Redeems my life from destruction. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't have anything to worry about going to work today. Because my Redeemer lives and he's going to deliver my life from destruction. Hallelujah. How about a Nancy? Well, she's in the back. September 2007, when the word of the Lord came forth in this house. From this day forward, you're to, you are to pray and decree Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 every day over your family in this congregation. It was a congregational mandate from God. And if you haven't been doing it, you need to ask God to forgive you and repent. And start doing it. Bless God. I don't care how legalistic it seems. How mechanical it may seem. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mouth. And cover your family. And cover this house. Because God's going to hold you accountable if you didn't. Hallelujah. Praise God. Nancy. That week. The week following that word. Five days later. Sunday morning that comes out. Friday evening. Whatever day it was in September. No, 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 no. It was in the evening, and she was, it was a rainy night. 
just, just at dusk, and she was in the little Jeep coming to a stop, and she stopped, but the car behind her had... Oh, yeah, yeah, she began to apply that every morning. Friday morning, she's at the post office. That's right, she shared that. Friday morning, she had forgot Thursday to do it. She heard what the God said, and she believed what God said. She believed his prophets. At that point, when a prophetic thing comes forth, it's prophetic. She took all of it, and she began to do it every day. She forgot Thursday, and she said, she told, her testimony was on Friday, she said, Father, I am so sorry, I forgot to, to be obedient yesterday. And at work, at the post office, she prayed it. That afternoon, on her way home from work, I guess it was, boom, a car, uh, yeah, but in the rain, what's that called? Hydroplane, the car hydroplane behind her, teenagers. And the hood actually went under her. There was a car in front of her, yeah. The, the car went under her. Her car ended up on her wheels on the... <laughs> she said, I've, this began to happen, and I f it was surreal. She said, I felt like the Jeep was lifted up. Her front wheels were on the trunk of the car in front of her, and her rear wheels on the hood of the car behind her. Yes. You had the... Yeah. Oh, and the pictures by the newspaper... Around it, there were like orbs that were or actually had been recognized and admitted to to be angels or the appearance, the evidence of angels on the scene. Whoa! She began to pray and decree. Now listen, there was a little bit of work that had to get done, but the Jeep is sitting on top of the two cars. She calls Mark, her husband, and Mark comes over, and, you know, they're thinking of getting a tow truck to get all this. Thing. Mark said, oh, no, 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 no. He said, we're going to have to get a crane in here. They got a crane in. They put a proper thing around it to get it off so that it was untainted except for a little bit of damage. Then Nick, Nick, Iannacum, uh, Nick and Dottie were here with their family at the church. He got broadsided, hit. 50 mile an hour in their SUV. Hit. Boom. Broadsided. The car was totaled. Not one thing happened to him. He had no bruise. He didn't even have a cut. Well, God didn't save his car. Well, maybe he needed a new one. Uh, who cares? That can be replaced. He was totally sound. Yeah, and they just keep on, and the hits keep coming, and the testimonies keep coming. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Well, Ryan had an accident, too. But the point was is that and Nick's testimony, too, he had said they began, he began to do that, to pray Psalm 91, Psalm 23. There may have been a couple of days he missed, but they began to do it. Why? Because they didn't hear Ray Shannon say it. They heard the shepherd say it. 
So you have to be able to divide the two. God uses it. We're all human. We all are people. I, I'm a people. But his calling and office on our life, that's why as Carol's ministering there, she's never out of order. We're a team. And if she has got something from the Holy Ghost, I have to be submitted. You know, the Bible says be submitted to one another in love. You don't usually see that in congregations or in a lot of churches. But that's how God has shaped us. I need to respect the office and the moving of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Use this one. Use this one. No, this one. This one. Okay. We don't shape the Holy Ghost in the meeting right. on how he should move. We it's let not him shape. We let him shape us. Yeah. And the way he wants to move. So he can interrupt any time yeah. that he wants to. It's like last night, the married couples meeting. Like, I just started laughing. And others just started getting, I mean, we, they were getting tipsy in the, in the spirit, drunk in the spirit. And it just became like laughter. It's like because we said, I, I said, God wants to have fun. God wants to have fun. People are so serious, so depressed. They are so... Can I it's so bogged down with the things of this world that they can't even get up above their own words yeah. or their thoughts to get over in that realm of faith because all they see is their circumstance. And that, that is and the ta- but that's the tactic of the devil. But God was having fun with us yes, last night for that humor and laughter and laughter and some were saying my stomach hurts so much. My stomach hurts from laughing. And I thought, you know, when, when we say that, I thought about this, too, because I've been in those where my stomach hurts so much, and I thought, I haven't exercised that kind of laughing Yeah. for my stomach. It'd be better to have belly laughs. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? And it's like God wants us to have fun. And if God wanted to start having fun in here, a lot of you just sit there and just look at it, put your head down like, God, don't embarrass me. Shame on us. Because we're saying that to Holy Spirit, who's God. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about this. We taught, we teach on this a lot. We taught on it at the forums with Ron Smith. We've talked to Ron and Joe several times about this. <laughs> and we're always telling the Holy Spirit what to do. What is a normal service with God? Is it so structured? I don't think so. I think in the days ahead, what God is going to do, he's going to just have to pull the carpet out from under some of these pastors. Yeah. To get them on the floor laughing or do whatever, push them out of the way so God can start moving. I'm going to ask a question. Hold that thought. So for all of us, is Glenn Steyer's back and wellness and happiness as a resolve of God's power working in his body. Is Glenn worth it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't really I expect the Stiers to say amen. <laughs> but I need the church. Is it worth it? If Jesus will leave the 99 for one, what's the motive? And he had hundreds pressed against him that because of faith yeah. pulled the anointing out of him. He stopped everything for that one who should have been 
was not allowed to be around anyone. Because mm, she was unclean. Because she was unclean. You know, it takes guts to step out and say, I don't care what anybody says. But he has something or she has something that I want. Yeah. And I'm going after it. We can become mm. so religious in our thinking that this is the way a service should go. This is the way. You know what? Let it go the way God wants it to go. Because true <coughs> and outpouring of the Holy Ghost is so extremely messy. The problem can, can, with religion in the Christian church, the born-again church, is people are coming on Sundays to get fed rather than eating from the word on their own Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so Thursday, hungry. Friday, Saturday, coming to the assembly to see what God wants to do with the corporate. You know what's going on a lot of times, too, in the church? The pastors are still trying to pull the people into that place of God. Why isn't the Holy Spirit pulling them, pulling us into that place yeah. during the week through his word? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we seeing it in his word and getting excited and seeing this isn't just for me. It's for, it's for everybody else. Well, Lord, I, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting a clue on it. This whole thing is your kingdom is so different than this kingdom here. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it, it's not, it doesn't look like this here. And your kingdom is inside of me that wants to reach and touch people because I see you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I see you, what you're doing. <laughs> and you said to go do exactly what you did. I see it. So I'm telling you, this mindset of a structured church, you know, the way things should be, so structured. That's why God can't move, and that's why we're hearing that God is moving in small little churches. And the people that we heard with the visions and things from years and years ago, I've just started to ask God, what about the gold again, Lord? We can handle the persecution. People left. People started talking about us. Some churches wanted to bring correction to us. They had no legal right to even do that in God's kingdom. No, no, None whatsoever. Totally and God shut their mouths. So what we stood for in the realm of the spirit, yeah. I want it back. Amen. And I've been asking God, how about you guys? I want it back. Yeah. And I don't want to settle for less than what God has to pour out on us. Amen. The riches of his glory that we haven't <clears throat> even seen. And revelation. Yeah. Mysteries. Another thing, the outpouring of God. In this, uh, can I just share? The, uh, yeah. the outpourings of God. Some of the outpourings of God, when you, when you study and read them, they were messy, everybody. And when God's going to pour out his spirit, he's going to pour it out on all mankind. That's what it says. Yeah. And it's going to get messy. It's going to look messy. You're going to have people of demonic influence in those outpourings. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do, there's going to be some counterfeit things. But you got to know and discern what's God and what isn't God. And that's not to say, well, what if this is God or not God? You're born of, you're born of him. Just go with them. Yeah. Go with the flow. But there's others that are of demonic origin that are not born of God. And they can mix in with 
what's going on. It's almost like tears with the Can weeds. I have everybody's attention? Because I'm talking to you. It's almost like tears with the wheat it the, is. in the move of God. It is. And you don't, you don't try to. God, God, the people that are moving in this and have, have moved in these things, you can see it as clear as can be. To me, it's all cut out. It's like this whole group over here. Uh, and I, Bobby Connors, I was just reading about this with Bobby Connors because I was talking to Carrie about this. Huh? You can watch it on YouTube. You can see that one on YouTube where the, where the coven, where all the witches came in? Oh, okay. And he, he, I might not have it all. I just read a little bit about it. And I never, we never talked to Bobby about it. But he was in this meeting. There was about 600 people there in the meeting. And these witches came in, and they were going to disrupt that whole service and put curses on Bobby and harm him. But before he could even do that, God spoke to him. He said, you've come here to try to hurt me, but I wouldn't even try to do that because if you do, I'm going to hurt you. Huh? He said... I watched it several times. So he watched the witch coven come in and they stood along the wall. And the Lord immediately spoke to Bobby, and he said, it's happened before, and he just ignores it. He gets, pays no attention to the enemy like that. Yeah. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, what you going to do about that? And he said, what are you going to do about it? And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, you go challenge them. And normally, he doesn't yeah. do it. Right. So he walked over to them and said yeah. to the woman, the, he just knew which one was the head witch. And he said, are you the leader? And she said, yes. And he looked at the rest of the witches and said, is she the leader? And they said, yes. And he said, uh, that's when he, I think he said, um, well, let me just, let me, yeah. He said, well, let me just tell you something. He said, um, he said, you can't hurt me, but I can hurt you. And he said, so whatever you think you're going to do, and they did come to distract or disrupt and, and give curse. He said, all right, well, go ahead. Do your thing. It's like so the prophets she, and the Elijah with Bell. And so she Elijah did all of her did all of her curse cursing and spell stuff, and he's just standing there and just watching. And then he went went to go put his hand up like this, and as soon as he did, the woman went poof up against the wall and up high where her feet were right at his head. And he said she's turned beat beat red, and then finally. if you were in a service where the power of God slammed somebody up against the wall and, then lifted and levi- them let me say this word which people don't like levitated them that's not a demonic word levitation is lifting up to levitate yeah. and, and levitated that person people don't like it because it's like well you're saying which cre-. no this word was already here God was already doing it he already created that and that person was slammed up against the wall and stuck there. What would you do if you were in there? Either you're, the fear of God would come in that service and fall all over all of us yeah. to see that God is serious. And God pointed his finger or you get and what his power can do. See, this is what I'm looking for, church. This is what I'm longing for. I long for this. I long to see 
what we haven't seen. I long to see the unseen. I long to see the unseen manifested here. When When we didn't even see or know anything about the gold manifestation, I read it in Charisma magazine. Charisma. And people were pointing the fingers at us and saying, this is all demonic, you better watch yourself. It was already out in Charisma. Hello? Charisma magazine, and I read about a worship symposium in Argentina. And in one-third of that whole section, an open stadium. An open stadium. It rained during worship. Gold. They were covered with gold. One-third of the entire congregation had gold glory dust all over. And I went like this. When I read that, I went, Lord, would you bring that here? You know why? I was hungry for you guys. I was hungry for you guys to, to experience. It bore witness with me that it was so totally God. Yeah, amen. And I said, Lord, whatever he's doing, if I hear he's doing something in the earth, I feel like I missed out. And I get jealous. And my jealousy pulls it in. My jealousy pulls that in. And I just said, Lord, would you bring that here? And immediately, right after that, he said, can you handle the persecution? What? Wow, I would have never thought that. What? I would have thought the church would embrace whatever's doing. You know where the persecution came from? The church. The church. Inside the church. People pointing their fingers and everything else. And I was just like, oh, my God. But you know what? We stood up. I couldn't deny it. You know, but you know why? Because we were in a time of prayer and fasting. Listen, church, we're having church right now. You're getting the word right now to prepare you for what's to come. Because when I was away on this little trip, it's good for us to get away. You might think, stay here, Karen. You might think that it's like, well, the pastors are going to Florida again. The pastors are going. No, I'll tell you something. It's a good thing that we get away. Because I've had a chance to sit there and talk to my God. I had a chance to sit there and just say, Lord, those things we experienced, where'd they go? What happened? Where's the hunger level here? Where is the hunger level for all of us, the things that we have experienced? And maybe some of you didn't experience a gold and would love to see that. There's still gold reigning in congregations. And on people. But I'm just like, I want it all. It wasn't just the gold. It's like so many things. It's like so much. We want to see his glory. But it's like, we want to see his glory. But you know what it felt like? It felt like we were going here. And then because of all the stuff that came against what God was doing, it it pushed us down. We shouldn't be. Guys, we got to fight. When God said he is... um, transitioning a transition this year it's to bring us out of the place that we're in into a higher place yes it is absolutely and i listen so i just said to the lord i said lord would you bring the gold again would you pour out your spirit in such a magnitude will the fire of god fall Mm -mm -mm. in such ways Ways even beyond that we have ourselves personally experienced. And some of you wouldn't even want to experience what we experienced. You know? We got to let go of ourselves yeah. and let God. 
Get rid of your dignity. Get rid of self. And let God. Let God. But here is Bobby Connors, and I said to Carrie, and they, they started walking out, and he goes, oh, Sarah. Go ahead, Carrie. Well, after she was up on the wall, and she turned beet red, she fell to the floor and immediately started foaming at the mouth and convulsing, and he said to the witches, he said, this is your leader, right? This one right here? And they said, yes. And he said, this one is your leader? And they said, yes. And they realized, you know, what they just all got up. The one, the leader finally got her composure, is what Bobby said, and they got up and started walking out. And when they were walking out, he turned around and he said, Sarah, and that was one of the name of the witches. He said, in the next couple of days, he said, God is going to, I can't remember exactly how Bobby said it, but basically said, you've been in we um, webbed, caught in a web with all this demonic activity, basically, bottom line, and he's going to remove it remove you from it he said not three nights later she came in white as a ghost and he said he saw her and he said where you been and she said i was at a funeral but when she said that the lord already showed him he said you were and he was 18 years old he was part of your witch coven he stuck a gun in his mouth and blew out his brains didn't he and she started screaming can you help me can you help me? Because that's exactly what happened. Jesus. But God removed her, set her free, got delivered, and gave her life to the Lord. In three days. Amen. Praise God for his and goodness. I, Come on. I, I said to Carrie, you know, we were in a little new believers meeting with 30 people at a house doing new believers. And this is going back in the 80s. And there was somebody that was in that room just coming in to check us out. Wasn't even born again. Didn't know the Lord. Just stood there with, with denim vest on sleeves torn off um vest open no shirt on didn't bother us it's i'm like bringing them in lord i love it glasses sunglasses all this stuff and a friend who just came to the lord and experienced the love of god <clears throat> brought him to the new believers see we need to start bringing people yeah we need to start bringing people don't how, worry are about gonna, how are they going to feel and 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 taste of the goodness of god so he said, they just, um, this young guy, this guy, he turned around and he walked out. And so his friend who brought him, Mike, who brought him, walked out with him. And you were teaching and the Lord said to me, go, go after them. And I thought, go after them? He said, yeah, go after them. So I just looked and I looked at Bob Leupold who was with us. He, Bob was like our, my, like our right arm and I just said Bob come with me and I, I took Bob, Bob came with me and I said and I'm talking to him real fast now these guys are already out the door and I said Bob listen to me I said I don't know what God's doing here but I said if I start talking to this one guy I said I don't want you to come be, up real close but just close. be there you know just be there in, in case so they're, they're ahead of us. Like, they're back where Albert is, and we're kind of walking real fast. And I said, hey, hey, Mike, Mike. And Mike stops. And I walked up to him. And this other guy, let's say I'm going to name him Bobby. Okay, that's not his name. And I went, uh, hey, you. And Mike stopped, and he walked back with Bob Leupold. And, but I went, hey, Bobby. And 
he looked at me and he said, what? And I said, hey, I said, the Lord said to tell you that he forgave you of the murder that you've been involved in. And he turned and he looked at me and he freaked out. He said, what? And I said, the Lord said, I didn't start questioning it because the gift of faith was an operation. See, somebody told me, too, see, the gift of of faith a lot of times is an operation with the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom. They both can work together. Yeah. And and it was like I had no other sense but just to say, kept saying that. And I said, God forgave you of the murder that you've been involved in. He said, this place is bugged. This place is. And I thought, well, why? Were Were you saying something? He said, are you a cop? And I said, no, I'm not a cop. He said, are you try- are you- what are you trying to do? Are- am I going to get busted? And I said, no. He said, you were forgiven. And he just looked at me, and he said, and then Mike walked over, and Mike heard some of it. And Mike said, I'm telling you, these people are straight scoop. <laughs> straight scoop. Straight scoop. <laughs> now, listen, eventually he gave his life to the Lord. He didn't do it right there on oh, the spot. Jesus. What a prayer. But... I'm telling you, these are the things that God wants to do. You know what? That stopped him. And you know what he started to do? He started to come to our house. Listen, everybody. Is your house open for the sinner? Yeah. Is your house open for people that are hurting? And he wanted to open. He came over. Mike started bringing him over and the whole gang. And they were a gang in Pine Hill. And, and they started coming to our house. They and you can ask there. our kids. And they would, well, you heard us tell this. They would put their cigarettes. Listen to me. Put their cigarettes in our mailbox because they had respect for us. That they weren't. There was something about that word. There was something about the presence of God. Yeah. That they started to honor that. We didn't tell them to do that. Mm-mm. They could have brought their cigarettes in. Just don't smoke it inside. But you can bring your cigarettes in. And they were respecting us. Any contraband they had, they would put they in put the in a, ma- They put in the mailbox. In the mailbox. <laughs> like, okay, and we, I'm we can't you, take this had, into this house. There's something going on here. They had all these conversations <laughs> and all this stuff. Now, listen, we started talking about, <laughs> they started asking us about healing. And this actually happened. They started asking about, and one of them started criticizing and making fun of Benny Hinn. And as soon as he started doing that, our Tim came to the top of the step, and he had sounded like croup. And I discerned, it was like God gave me the discernment right away. And I looked at my husband, and he's at the top. Do you remember that, Tim? And it was like he could hardly breathe. See, they have spirits on them, people. But don't ever be afraid of it. No. In the presence of God, it'll be manifested. It was absolutely manifested. But the thing is that made me really mad as a mom, it jumped on my child and ours. But it, well, he was oh, that's mine okay. he, at the He was time. yours at that point. And I said... <laughs> Ray, I looked at him, and I, what'd you say? I said he was yours at that point. At my, that point, he was mine. 
And I looked at him and I said, Ray, stop this right now, this conversation. And I looked at that guy and I said, stop talking the way you are. And I went up, I got Tim, and I took him and I bound that devil. And I said, you come off of him in the name of Jesus. Get out of here right now in Jesus' name. It was like I was so upset. And I started praying in tongues and Tim, everything calmed down. And then we went down and set some things straight with that young, with that young guy and got things straight. It's like you're carting around something. And if you don't get set free and let go of this, this thing is going to destroy your life. And so, you know what? But it didn't fear us. Listen, this is the stuff you walk in. It's so much fun. You guys aren't having fun unless you get over here. (laughs) You're not. you got to get over there and have fun. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You might have thought, I want teaching today. I want preaching today. Well, they got taught. You know what? You need stories and examples. This is teaching. This is preaching. This is the demonstration. When you hear those things, when I, I, man, if I could get in a service and listen to the ministers talk about their stories, it was like, man, if they could do it, I can do it too. Yeah. Man, it stirred something up inside of me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the stories just go on and on and on. We flew home, and we're with that guy. He's the head um, coach for a football team. Yeah. It's a third division school. Albright College. Albright. But we got a chance. As soon as, as, soon as he started talking, listen to me. We, started, we asked. We thought, okay, our plane is really delayed. Three, Three hours, hours Four hours. I don't know. Three and a half hours. And it was like we weren't getting home. We knew I would probably rather they two, work and two get in the home. morning. Huh? Uh, we would rather that they work and get us from one destination to the other. Or else cancel it, let us sleep at home, you know, and then we'll, we'll get the next flight, you know. And I thought we have to go to the airport. And I just looked at him. I said, well, all for the glory of God. Let's see what he wants to yeah. do. There's a connection. And that's how we went to the airport. What do you want to do? When we got on the plane, are you guys with me? Yeah. I know you are. But I don't want anybody to sleep. Because this isn't something. This, listen, these are things. God's, listen, the love of God is contagious. It's infectious. It's extravagant. And if you're filled with that love, it begins to touch other people around you. It has to. But if you're negative and critical and just have this ick inside of you, you know you got it. You know you do. You know how you sound, you know, and, and, and complaining about stuff and all this all the Carol, time. That, the Holy Ghost says this. God wants to clean out the swamp in the church. God wants to clean the swamp out in the church's thoughts. And so, and that's the truth. You know, just what Donald Trump has been saying, it's, it fits so much for the church, a lot of it, you know. Um, anyway, so we get, we get on the plane. This man, he's sitting next to the window. We get we sit we get on the plane. My husband's sitting next to him, and I got the aisle seat. And he starts talking to us right away. We didn't even take off or anything. And this woman 
here's the row across from me, and she's in the next row. She turns around and starts yelling at this man. His voice was a little bit louder. The engines were going, you know, you hear the engines. And it wasn't that he was rude or anything. But she says, you're so rude. Will you turn your voice down? And she just went on and on. People, ran, people you need to respect other people. People are trying to get some sleep. I thought, we just sat in the, we just sat in the things, and they just said, we're, we, we're pulling out, okay? We're pulling out. And this woman starts. I became the defender of the defenseless. I looked at her, and I said, ma'am, excuse me. I said, we're just talking. And she said, you're being so rude. And I thought, I said, no, ma'am, we're not being rude. It was like that crocodile. Yeah, we're not being, we're not being rude. <laughs> and I said, we're sitting right next to the engines. And I said, maybe he can't hear his own voice because of it. And she just went on. And I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're going to keep our conversation going. And I thought, you stinking devil. And I'll tell you something. Our conversation was so rich. We talked the whole oh, way and talked on leadership and things. And the Lord had a word for me to tell him he needs to put his five C's. And you had to be there. His five C's into a book. And he said, and he says, well... I don't know, and he doesn't want to. And I said, I'm telling you. I said, I'm saying this. I really believe that God wants me to tell you this. You better write the book, because if you don't, I'm going to. And I looked at him, and he said, well, I feel like because we started talking about John Maxwell, and he said, I feel like, you know, I don't want to steal. And I said, no, whatever we read, whatever information we take in, even as a child, becomes ours, ours. Yeah. That becomes ours. But if you're quoting somebody, you know, verbatim from a book, then you acknowledge them. Yeah. You know? But if this has become you, then go with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go with God Amen. and go with that. And so, you know what? And then we were able to get over there and get into the place and he started to ask us, what kind of church do we have? What denomination or what? We told him. And then we were able to ask him. Have you made Jesus Lord of your life? It was like, it was so cool. And, you know, and, and, and he told us, he told us yes. Mm -hmm. And all this. And so we exchanged phone numbers and, and it was just really, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's don't harvest. waste your time. Occupy your time. Let God order your steps. Mm. Occupy the steps. Let the Holy Spirit invade in on your steps. Mm -hmm. Let him invade in your speech. Let him change the way you talk and the way you think. Negativity doesn't work in God's kingdom. Only praise works in the kingdom of God. Doesn't it, Lisa? Only his love. Anything that's praiseworthy, if you can't find something with anybody or with a person, I'm, you know, if you're always looking through negative eyes all the time, find something, even if you have to make In it compliment. up. Because you're not just changing, saying something to that person, you're changing yourself. Yeah. You're changing the way you think, the way you speak. 
Our children need to be blessed. Yeah. Our children need to be blessed. It's enough. I, I, I can't tell you how much the kids need to hear positive things and told Absolutely. and spoken to of who they are. Amen. They need to be blessed because the world is so extremely negative and this, their social media is filled, filled with Felt. swamp words. Swamp. Swamp. Polluting. And if we're polluting them with the things that we say about them, shame on us. Because God has something more, something big to say about them. Amen? God never Amen. said anything ugly about me. Never. He loves you. Yeah, I'm the apple of his eye. I'm his favorite, though. Because you said he broke the mold. I, uh, well, no question. I need, I need to ask this question. Just be honest. Who in here, you know, with all the teaching in the past several months on momentum, and being the light of the world, you know, being Christ's light in the earth, and Todd White, and getting inspired this year of transition, that you are going to be a valuable player in the kingdom, and one of God's kids that bring him great delight by sharing your faith, everything else. Who, who in here has been having, just thinking the thoughts along the line that I don't think I could ever be used that way, or I don't think I could really have those kinds of uh, experiences? Just be honest. Anybody in here, have you gotten hit with any of those thoughts? That I can't, I can't share my faith like that. I can't have those. I won't. I probably, Lord couldn't use me in that way or wouldn't use me. Anybody? Anybody? Dan? For real? Okay. If it's only for you, that's great. Anybody else? You, be honest. Have you had thoughts like, uh, that's not going to be, this won't be my year of transition? Anybody? Good. Say good. In the name of Jesus Christ, every lie that's been hitting you and your thoughts, Danny, lay your hand on me. In the name of Jesus, we cast down every vain imagination and lofty thought raised up against the knowledge of God. And we lose the word of God in you, that you are a witness, you are fruitful, and you are productive in the kingdom of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Let's lift our hands, stand up, and let's give Jesus praise. This was an encouraging service. Hallelujah. For